When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this episode, I share my process for staying productive. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to talk about my personal process for staying productive, uh, what I've found works best for me, the tools that I use, and I want to share why this is important, why it's so difficult to stay productive, regardless of the system or, or science behind it, because this is largely a problem that should be solved. Productivity has been covered so many times, even just on this podcast, but in the industry as a whole, there are thousands of books and apps and resources to solve this issue, but yet we still struggle with it. So I want to talk about why there is that distinction between the science of it and the actual practice of it. So this should be a super good episode. Make sure you stick around all the way to the end. Now, before we jump into that, as an immigrant to the United States, the right to vote is incredibly important to me. And as citizens, it's our chance to have our voices heard and have some say in the direction this country goes. The right to free and fair elections is the reason that the U.S. became the powerhouse that we are. And even though things in the country may feel a bit perilous right now on all sides, the right to share our voices is the thing that will get us where we need to go. This year, more than 160 million projected voters cast their ballot, shattering records. We want to know what motivated you to participate in an election that will help us deliver a democracy where we all can thrive. We've heard from first-time voters, those who stood in line for hours, and those who were moved to tears knowing how important their vote was. If you or someone you know had trouble voting, or if there's any other experience you'd like to share, let your story be heard now. Visit andstillivote.org slash your-story-matters to join the fight for voting rights today. That's andstillivote.org slash your-story-matters to join the fight and share your voice today. This ad was paid for by the Leadership Conference Education Fund. Productivity is a funny thing. We all strive for it. There are thousands, if not millions, of different systems, apps, and processes designed to make it easier. Books have been written on it. Everyone in this space talks about it. It's one of those problems that seems to be completely solved, but yet we still struggle with it every single day. The processes and science behind it may have been figured out, but as you probably know, there is a difference between the science of something and the practice of it. We as a society may have completely solved productivity in theory, but the practice of it is significantly harder to deal with in our individual lives. So in today's episode, I want to try helping you solve the practice of it. But before we can do that, 
we need to look at some of the reasons why there is a disconnect between the science of productivity and the practice of productivity. Let's dig into it. One of the first things we need to look at is the fact that humans as a species are imperfect. One of the major problems with productivity systems is that they work well in a vacuum. When situations are perfect and people can flawlessly execute, most, if not all, productivity systems will work incredibly well. But unfortunately, life doesn't really work that way. The world is messy. Humans are messy. We are imperfect creatures, and that means we make mistakes. We get lazy. We act on emotion. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what our system looks like if we aren't able to act on it. This is a major reason why productivity seems to be so unreliable. It's not that the system is unreliable. It's that we are unreliable. You can have the best system in the world, work it, experience unlimited productivity, and then slip into a depressive state for three weeks. That's just how fickle we are as a species, and it's a major reason why the practice of productivity is difficult to work with. A second major reason that it's so difficult is because systems don't consider the situation. Context matters a lot when it comes to productivity. A productivity system or tool may work incredibly well for one person and be a complete disaster for someone else. When it comes to setting goals and being productive, context matters. The situation you are coming from matters. Whether or not you have young kids matters. The home you live in and the opportunities for productivity that you have matter. The environment you work in matters. Your context is simply the life you actually live, and it plays a massive role when looking at your ability to be productive and the system that will work for you. And then the last major reason we're going to look at is the fact that many of the systems we use today for our productivity were created decades ago. Here's a perfect example. The to-do list. We all know about it. Many of us use them. And it's a very simple idea. All you have to do is write down all the things you need to do and then work down the list, right? But it's not that simple in today's world. The to-do list makes a lot of sense in an environment where you are aware of everything that you can expect that day. Back before smartphones and email dominated the world of work, it wasn't easy for anyone to add things to your plate. But now, it's right at their fingertips. You can build an entire to-do list for your day, start working, and then get three texts or emails or Slack notifications adding new things to your life. Dealing with the importance of a task, the urgency of a task, and in many cases, the authority behind a task just isn't something that a standard to-do list is designed to tackle, nor can they be. So while the system does still work, the world we live in today creates more opportunities for failure. This is what I mean when I say the systems are outdated. So these are some of the big issues we deal with. And I'll be honest, there is no one size fits all solution that works. So instead of trying to do that, I'm just going to share with you what has been working for me lately. My current approach to productivity covers a few areas. First, it's the mindset of productivity. In other words, how I think about being productive. Second is the process that I use. And then finally is the flexibility I allow. When it comes to mindset around productivity, I've started to think about it less as a measurement of how much is done, because again, humans are imperfect and unreliable, and more a measurement of clarity on what needs to be done. Here's what I mean. If you sit down and spend three hours working on a task, you use the best system in the world and you accomplish the task. Then 
you find out that it really wasn't that important of a thing to work on. Yeah, it took you three hours, but you could have spent 20 minutes on something else that was more important and it would have been better. It would have been more productive to do that. Were those three hours productive? Well, if productivity is a measurement of how much you get done, then yes, they were. But if it's a measurement of working on the right things, then no, it was wildly unproductive. In fact, it was a complete waste of time. So for me, I consider myself productive if I've taken the time to get clear on what is actually important and what matters. If I spend an hour understanding what's important, but only 10 minutes working on that thing once I know what it is, I'll still consider that far more productive than spending an hour and 10 minutes working on the wrong thing. Now, process-wise, I keep things very simple. Since I spend time thinking about what is important, my to-do list tends to only be three to four items long. From there, I'll set a timer on my phone for 10 minutes, and then I'll keep the phone in front of me so that I can see the countdown. This helps you focus when you start to drift. Once the timer is running, I spend as much time focused on that task as I can. And when the timer is done, I'll take a short stretch break, and then set another 10 minutes. Overall, I'll do three rounds of 10 minutes before taking a longer break or moving on to the next task. Now, I like this approach, honestly, a little bit more than a Pomodoro, which I've spoken about multiple times on this show. But just in case you're not familiar, a Pomodoro is a 25 minute timer that you work through the 25 minutes. Then you take a five minute break. You do that, I believe, three or four times. And then you take a longer uh, 10 or 15 minute break. I like these 10 minute work sessions a little bit more because it gives me more flexibility. Because I work in 10 minute blocks, I give myself a lot of opportunities to exit a task. This is something we don't often think about. When you start working on something, when you're when you're working towards solving this problem, it can be difficult to walk away. It can be difficult in the middle of that task to give yourself the space to stop or to switch to something else if something more important pops up. If my schedule needs to change because I work in these 10 minute blocks or if I need to do something quickly that's maybe a little bit more urgent, I have these predetermined moments where I can exit the task without feeling too bad because I was just focused on the 10 minutes. It doesn't really matter that I'm not doing the second 10 minutes because I got that first 10 minutes done. That was the important part. I never expected to complete the task in 10 minutes anyway, so stopping and switching to something else doesn't feel like I'm leaving the task halfway finished. It feels like I finished the block that I was working. It feels like I finished the block that I was working on, and now I can switch to something else or keep going. So once that time is up, I can switch if I need to, or I can keep working on that thing, and that allows me the flexibility that I need in order to make this work. So that is my current system. That's what's been working well for me. But I want this to be a conversation. Reach out to me on Twitter at Tiny Leaps or at Greg Clunas or reach out to me on Instagram at Greg Clunas or at Tiny Leaps. All of these links are in the description of this episode, by the way. And let me know what your current system looks like. What are you doing to stay productive, especially when the end of the year is coming and we are are still dealing with the effects of COVID. So I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on those platforms and share your process with me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this was helpful. If it was, be sure to click subscribe and share this episode with one person in your life who you think could use it. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.